Thanks so much for joining us for Faith in Four Letter Words, where we take an unapologetically real look at surviving the boys' club, perfect poly, and motherhood, all while living in the glass fishbowl. I'm Amanda Goodman. And I'm Tara Thomas. It's hard to believe the year has dragged on like five years into one. (laughs) However, we have arrived in the month of November of 2020, which means the holiday season is upon us. And a post that you shared on social media recently made me pause and reflect differently about this upcoming holiday season than ones past. You got emotional, even seeing the Christmas decorations out in the stores. I did. So so talk about that experience. And I will tell you how it made me feel to read that you experienced that. So I go, I went in a Hobby Lobby. Now we know like Hobby Lobby has been having Christmas decorations up since, you know, (laughs) March, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I went in and during a lunch break and I started bawling my eyes out. First of all, they're playing like Josh Groban's Oh Holy Night, which Oh Holy Night will get me every single time. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. I could be in the middle of a bar like twerking and I will hear Oh Holy <laughs> First of all, I don't twerk, but I, you know, that was the word that came to my mind. Anyway, I was standing right in front of these trees and I was like bawling because I just need some Christmas cheer. I This year has been so heavy, Tara, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Like it has been mm-hmm. heavy. I think it's been even, you know, even – like more heavy on women because we are the caretakers. We just yes. generally are the ter- caretakers. So there I stood. I am this tough chick. I take no shit, but I was standing there in my hat, my sunglasses and my mask bawling in that aisle. And, you know, I was telling people, I didn't know if it was like exhaustion or sadness or happiness, but it was a middle, like I was in a, the middle of a full on breakdown. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's what it is. I'm ready for all the happiness that comes with me. And I actually... I wrote about this. I shared it on my Facebook and then all these other websites. Can we share this? Can we share this? And so it, it went out on these various sites. And so I was reading other people's comments and it, I feel like everyone feels the same way. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is just, we're over it. We need something for cheer, even if it's fake cheer. But think about it. When you walk in your house, I set my tree up the day after Halloween. Like I was eating and, Halloween and candy. And multiple trees, right? In your I house. Have multiple trees. We have multiple How- trees. How many trees did you end up already setting out? We have four. So we have awesome. the, we have the big one in the in our in our, our our living room, and then that's where Santa comes. And then we have um, another fairly large one in our family room, and then we have a couple small ones throughout the house because I grew up with a lot of trees. Like I want, I literally want elf dust all over this damn house because I want to be happy and chipper in every room I walk into. (laughs) I'm about to sage everything. I saged everything. I'm like, get whatever 2020 has, get it out of my house. And it was just, this is, you know, I'm ready. And people are like, you're going, here come the people who are like, you know, you're blowing by Thanksgiving. No, I'm not. I am very, I love Thanksgiving. In fact, Mm -hmm. Tara, and I don't know if your kids feel the same. My kid, my older two kids who remember me being in the news very vividly, their favorite holiday is Thanksgiving now because they're like, mom, you don't have to leave for work. We used to eat Thanksgiving dinner at 11 a.m. because I had to get to the station. Oh, I know. Totally. Yes, I can totally relate. And it's true. And my thing was always, I liked to work Thanksgiving day because I wanted to do the Black Friday shopping. And it's so sad because then I would say like, okay, well, I'll work Thanksgiving if I can have Friday off. And that no matter how you slice, pun intended, a 
holiday <laughs> and television news, you're you're hurting your family. You know, you can't even travel. I mean, when you were in other parts of the country, as was I, we couldn't even be with our family. So I had Thanksgivings with people that were friends or acquaintances or coworkers that though I'm still in touch with are not close like your family. So right. it's sad that we gave all that up, but in in exchange for it now, we can blow our holiday cheer out of the water, you know, and out embrace this time. And, but what struck me about your post and I, cause I was thinking about how I sort of the lens of Christmas 2020 and how I'm looking at it differently. For me, the biggest shift has been, and I just don't know how I would even describe it other than the peace that passes understanding that is biblical. I mean, the verse mm-hmm. that I have hanging in my, bathroom of all places, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And so for me, I truly believe that the silver lining for me personally, and I don't know, nor would I even attempt to speak for others if you're experiencing this, but when this whole COVID thing set in in March, I was at a place in my life where the level of stress that I was bringing home to my family from my job was at a a pretty high pitch, to be honest. And the way that I was going through the motions with my kids on a hamster wheel of travel sports and being overscheduled and then trying to, you know, go back to sleep in the middle of the night when I would wake up thinking about something that stressed me out that was work-related, things were probably barreling on a roller coaster that had way too many twists and turns for me. And COVID really checked me and put me in my place and helped me, forced me to reprioritize a lot of things in my life. And so I will tell you that I too am heading into this holiday season in a more emotional place of peace, whereby I have really reorganized my priorities more appropriately in life for the betterment of my husband and my children. Right. I agree. You know, you and I, I remember you and I talked when, when COVID first happened and like all the sports got canceled. That was the first thing. And we were like, oh my goodness, I hate, we hate that this is happening for our kids, but it's so nice to have a break. Like the mom taxi light is off. Like we mm-hmm. can slow down. We never, oh, yeah. we never thought it was going to last this long. Never. No. I, I, I mean, I, I nev- not even my wildest dreams. It is surreal to go to a store and see everybody with masks on. That is just odd. It is, it is eerie to watch my kids get on a school bus and they have masks on. That is eerie. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that Christmas will always teach us, and I, I, I get teary-eyed when I think about this, that there's hope. There's That's hope. Right. So the moment you see the North Star, it's like I, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, look up for the brightest, like just follow that star. That If you think about it, I go, that star was there the moment that Jesus was born. I go, think about that. I go, there is hope. There's, you know, we're always going to have the fear of the unknown, but that's all we have. That's all we have to cling on now. We just are hoping our faith. That's right. And Absolutely. So you, when I walk in and I see my house lit up and I always, you know, I'm a, I'm a white light. Like I like the traditional, like white classic lights and just, um, you know, now it's like dark at four o'clock. So <laughs> everything goes on at like four o'clock and I just, I sit there and the other night I just sat in front of my tree and I just stared at it and it just brought me peace and I need it. I I couldn't agree more. And for us, your family and mine, when we 
put Christ into Christmas when the holidays for us, especially Christmas and the concept of celebrating Jesus's birth, are at the center or the heart of our celebration. It's a message for our children that does go beyond, you know, and my kids now have aged out of Santa and the shelf elves. So I'm not sad that I don't have to move those elves every night coming up, but they are understanding and embracing the real meaning of Christmas. And we as a family, I believe, will focus on that more as a more meaningful element of Christmas this year than ever before. And so one of our traditions is like we sing, we have a little cake and sing happy birthday to Jesus on Christmas Eve. And when I think about what you just described, that hope If we don't pour that into our children, they're so young and they have gone through so much and we worry about our own mental health and adults, you know, having mental breakdowns. And then yet our kids who are so much younger, this is now shifting their whole, their whole classroom and college norm to one that is so diminished from the experience that we took for granted. And so we have to really give them it starts with the parents, that hope and that positivity, because they're not going to get it from the world. Because every right. time they go on no. Snapchat and TikTok, it's it's what you said. It's polarizing, it's argumentative, or it's inappropriate content being shoved down our little kids' throats. And so I just love how when they come into the house, especially in your case, when you have this beautifully decorated enclave of Christmas cheer, I love that that can be their safe space to be a kid and just feel and embrace the warmth and love of parents who love and adore them and want them to have nothing but, you know, a peaceful, happy childhood. And I'm going to hang on to that. And we all need something, especially our children. Our kids need something to look forward to. Right now we are like, they they're, they hear us talking. Oh, the numbers in the county are going up. The numbers in the county are going up. And they know that there's that possibility that if it gets too high, that they're going to have to stay at home for, for school. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be able to go to school. So I want to give them something to like look forward to. And I have to say, this other thing that I was so proud of so many people, especially women, it was so like, it was literally hundreds and hundreds of women commenting on this, this picture that I shared of my breakdown in Hobby Lobby. Because there is so much hate. If you want to feel a little bit of hatred, a little bit of like nastiness towards you, post a picture of your Christmas tree on November 1st, any other year. <laughs> right? People come for you. Like they come for you. Like they're like the damn militia. Right. So I was so proud of all these people. I'm, I don't care what anybody thinks. I mean, they were posting pictures of their, you know, trees and everybody was doing it and nobody was getting like giving anybody attitude about it. And that's no, like, no. for me, it was like, oh my goodness, it took a pandemic for us to get along for one second on social media. It took a pandemic. It's so true. It's so funny because Charlotte came to ask me where are her Christmas throw pillows that she puts on her bed? And then I said, you know what, honey, I think they're buried, you know, under the stairs with all the Christmas decorations and mommy isn't going to get that out right now. And then this week, days after she was inquiring about her Christmas throw pillows, I thought I will get those decorations out because not only is the Thanksgiving to Christmas timeframe such a short turnaround, but I do want to enjoy that 
you know, literal reflection of peace in our home through the Christmas decorations sooner. And I want it to last longer during 2020. I really do. And so I was already plotting my path to decorating the house this weekend, which is going to be, you know, fun because then, like you said, you can throw on the Pandora Christmas station and tear up when Josh Groban comes on. I mean, oh, and I, it's just, and if we as parents aren't holding fast to these traditions, then because everything else is turned upside down, our kids will no longer be able to count on some things being, you know, a constant that happen every year. And and I want them to be able to rest on, hey, the world might be falling apart, but mommy and daddy are still going to put a Christmas tree up and put, you know, some presents under it. I mean, I want them to be able to count on that consistency. That's what we, we that's what we lack this year is consistency. And that's mm-hmm. the that's like I think the biggest thing. It feels so it feels empty and it does feel different. And you know, and my daughter is very sad because my daughter and I started this new tradition after I left the news where I think I actually started with her when I was still in the news, I would get off the desk. It'd be like 11 o'clock. I'd come home then, you know, the right before black Friday, I'd wake her up and she and I would go out and we'd go black Friday shopping. And that, that became our thing. We really wouldn't do a lot of shopping, but we'd go, we would get Starbucks. We'd walk around the stores, you know, we would just, she thought it was really cool to be out with mom at like 12 o'clock at night at midnight at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock. And now that's been taken away. So oh, I told I her, I was like, I, know. I was like, Gia, we will go, we will make some coffee at home and we will walk the streets. <laughs> She's like, uh, no, it's okay, mom. <laughs> like, You're we can walk the streets. We will be just, thank you very much. Oh my gosh. I love it. And here's the thing that is so almost sad, but so typical is for you to publicly kind of embrace, like you said, the decorating early and the traditions. I think that now our world has shifted into such an angry, argumentative place that I truly believe that people used to take something that would be considered, you know, wholesome and family oriented, and they want to put it through the lens of how is this offensive or how are you leaving people out? And so I, I will not apologize and I have not apologized for years for this. I am still going to say Merry Christmas. I am still going to have a manger with a my my actual, I guess, nativity scene was a gift from my husband years ago, and it was hand carved from Africa. And so it's this wooden nativity scene where there is a baby Jesus in, you know, under the manger with right. Mary and Joseph. And I'm not going to apologize for embracing what Christmas means to me, which is the celebration of Jesus and the hope that he brings to the world. And so it's almost humorous, and you've probably done this, how many times I've like hesitated on social media even to say Merry Christmas and shifted it to Happy Holidays because I'm more worried about the people I'm going to offend Offend. than all the people that... I truly want to spread Christmas cheer, and I mean Christmas directly toward. I mean, is not in North Carolina. I got written up while anchoring in North Carolina because I signed off wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. And I grew up in the East Coast, so I I was in, I grew up in a beautiful melting pot of people of different religions, race. I mean, create everything, right? So I had plenty of friends who 
are Jewish, of the Jewish faith. And so I would Same. wish them Merry Christmas. They would wish me Happy Hanukkah. It wasn't getting offended that somebody, oh my God, how dare you? I celebrate the birth of Christ. My Jewish friends do not. So they wish me what they are celebrating and I wish them what I am celebrating. And it, nobody got offended about it. But like isn't it it's just so crazy? Gets, and so this is this is what like that picture of me crying, letting everybody in. Yes, the tough chick had a breakdown in Hobby Lobby over some Christmas lights and Josh Groban. Okay, <laughs> this is what it. This is what I want everybody to take away from that. Not only the magic of a Christmas and setting up, live one hundred percent authentically yourself. If people have a problem with you, that has zero to do with you. It's them. Let them be offended. They're going to be offended by anything anyway. It's true. I mean, I mean, it's so true. I years ago, I actually changed the writing on our family Christmas cards to Happy Holidays because, as you described, in my mailing list of friends, I had three or four, I think, Jewish friends, and so I changed one hundred plus cards in respect of four people, and then as I reflect on it years later they wouldn't have been offended because they no. knew I was a Christian. And so right. I don't need to change all of my authentic beliefs and how I express myself like you described because of the one or two or three or four people who might take offense. The fact is, if they're my friends, they know this about me, they won't be offended because Ooh, they know it that it comes Yeah, because they know that it comes from a place of sincerity where I'm embracing what I value about the holidays and it's not because I'm looking down on putting down or being disrespectful of their faith or religion. It's quite the opposite. They it respect is. me for embracing my faith and celebrating that, it. That is what it is right there. It's it, it goes back to like political candidate. It goes back to faith. It goes back to what you believe in. This is what I believe in. And that's what we can moving forward. And for next year, I want everybody, especially women, put your feet strong in the sand and don't waver. Like this is what I believe in. You're going to get backlash, but guess what? It's going to come from people who know nothing about you because mm-hmm. the loudest booze always come from the cheapest seats. Trust me. Trust me. So just, you know, say Merry Christmas. If you believe, if you are a Christian, and that's what you believe in. Say happy Hanukkah if that's what you believe in. And don't get so offended if somebody comes at you with something. It just If someone says happy Hanukkah, oh, thank you. I'm celebrating Christmas. Are you celebrating Hanukkah? Well, happy Hanukkah to you and Merry Christmas. Exactly. That's here's, how you do it. Here's a good story and a lesson that I really learned from my daughter. And it was she became close with a friend that now has moved to Detroit who's Muslim. And they were friends in elementary into middle school. And they were so close that going into seventh grade, her mom, who wears a head, you know, head covering and is also a practicing Muslim, and I became close with the mom. And we had some really candid talks about our faith, and she had some strong opinions about Americans and our judgment of Muslims and the way that, you know, Middle Easterners have been treated. And I had some strong opinions about how I get upset if I feel that, you know, people are harboring terrorism. I mean, so we were very candid with our feelings and yet we were close friends because we had a mutual respect and we had enough respect between us that we could be totally honest and I didn't have to, you know, say what I really felt behind her back. I could tell her to her face. And, you know, one of the things that meant so much to me that spoke so highly of her daughter and my daughter's friendship is she said, you know, Tara, she said, now that 
her daughter was at the age where she could make the decision whether to wear the, I think it's called, is it the hajib? I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, the headscarf. And when girls in the Muslim faith reach a certain age and they can make that decision to wear it. But once you make that decision and you start wearing it, the custom is that you would have to continue wearing it. And so she said to me, she said, I knew that my daughter would be okay if she made that choice because I knew that Charlotte would be there to look out for her and, you know, to have her back if kids wow. were, were treating her in any, any way judgmentally. And the fact is, and I feel fortunate about this, my kids are in a school district where there is so much diversity of ethnic background, race, and religion. And there's so much respect that I would say the bullying for things like that and the incidents of discrimination are very few and far between. And so there was much more of a climate of acceptance that the mom felt comfortable for the daughter to move forward with that and make her own personal decision. And, but it, it meant so much to me because here you have a devout Muslim woman telling a strong Christian woman, I appreciate your Christian daughter's support of my daughter in making a huge religion, you know, a huge decision that's directly tied to her faith. And yet that's the kind of relationships when you are being your true authentic self and when your religion actually is when putting actions into words in the love that you show to your neighbors, regardless of their beliefs and where they come from. Like if you're executing that love, in my case, like trying to be a reflection of Christ's love, you will be amazed at how it's received by people that are completely different from you in terms of, of some of their feelings and beliefs. And since that time, she has moved to Detroit and is now in a private school that is predominantly Muslim. And because of Charlotte's friendship with her, my, my daughter is better for it. Because now going out into the world, she will have an understanding and a, appreciation for these differences that will make her so comfortable when she's in the real world, when she engages with people of different faiths. And yet I see people here all the time. You and I see this all the time. I see people here on Facebook that are bashing Christians. And these are the same people who would be critical of anybody, Christians especially, saying or doing anything negatively towards a Muslim. And so right. I just don't understand how one level of discrimination or or, or hatred can be directed toward a group for the same things that you would judge others for doing to them. I, I don't understand. Because again, it's people today on social media has made everybody feel like they are right and they are so righteous. Yeah. And it's, you know, what your, what your story that you just told was so beautiful because it was probably an, untop, an, an uncomfortable conversation, an uncomfortable topic. You're talking about something from the Muslim faith and a, and a Christian right? But it is the uncomfortable conversations that are going to move us as people and as a nation and as a world forward. So we always have to have those uncomfortable conversations. It's absolutely, we need to stop letting people dictate to us what, what put their views on us. It goes right back to our news days, Tara, you know, the hairstyle we had, the hair color we had, the clothes we wore, the makeup we wore, that was dictated to us. We were not allowed to break out of that mold. We had to fit the mold, fit in this box that the viewer, because it was based on viewer feedback. So what the viewer said that they wanted. And so then the consultants 
it was like putting us in a, like an assembly line. And that's why it was so funny when I came to Iowa, when you were leaving your seat and they hired me to fill your role, it was fun. It was kind of laughable that we looked alike. And it was, people would say like, oh, they just found another a carbon copy ver- version of Tara. I go, yeah, but the assembly line got it wrong. I was a lot shorter than she is. But you know, it's, and we think about that because everything we go th- go do through life, it's for approval. That's why people only post the good pictures of themselves. That's why everything looks staged on social media. That's exactly. why people don't share any of the bad and the icky of their life because they want to put out, look, look, this is socially, this is who I am. I am so, accept me for this. No, live authentically real and you will be so peaceful. So peaceful. When you talk about us looking like, here's a funny story. I was in what's now Mercy One Hospital years ago and I was coming up an elevator and an African-American couple got on the elevator with me and the woman looked at me and she said, are you that weather girl, Eileen Lone? And I said, no. I said, close, but I'm Tara Thomas, the news anchor. And she said, oh, that's right. You guys all look alike. And I loved that line because I loved that she was flipping the script on how some white people that have never been around people of color will say that all Asians look alike or all blacks look alike. And so here was this African-American woman saying like, oh, all you white ladies look alike. And I thought, you know what? She's right. Because like you said, everything is being so controlled from our hairstyles and our attire and don't wear this and don't put this dark lipstick on. And it just, so it made me laugh. And, and I found the other day I was doing a search and I found a Twitter or a tweet that was about that. Like they just, did a, they, they morphed, you know, what was it? A carbon copy of Tara Thomas. And now she's going to do the news, meaning you, you know, and it's so crazy. Yes, I did. Yes, I I did. Honestly, since that time, since 2013, had we not become friends, you are, you and I both could have done a lot of damage to the other for all the times that we've been mistaken. Like we would like literally, we, I could have done some serious damage. I mean, you know, cause it's, (laughs) just think about it think about being, say, are you, Imagine if we hated each other and somebody like, are you Amanda Goodman? No, I hate that bee. Like, I can't stand that bee. Like, she's, you know, she's all those things. I know, I know. Now, this will crack you up. I was at, I don't know, Family Dollar, Dollar Tree or something in the card aisle Tuesday, so election day, and I recognized a woman that I had seen, I think she works at the post office, downtown post office, and I looked at her, and because I recognized her, I said, hi, how are you? And she said, oh, I'm thinking about you it's going to be a rough night. And then I said, yeah, but not realizing until 30 seconds later, oh, she thinks I'm still doing the news. So she was wishing me well for my night of election coverage. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I always want to tell local news personalities to never get a big head because trust me, they still think the woman who did the news from 13 years ago is still on the news desk. So it's totally, isn't it crazy? Keep everyone's ego in check. So listen, as we're coming up on Thanksgiving, start making your plans. Start. Don't wait for a New Year's resolution. Start doing it now to live authentically. Stop apologizing for being you. If you want to keep that tree up all year round, keep it up all year round. Do what makes you happy. That's it. That's Absolutely. It. That's a great note to end on. We just hope you have a wonderful week. Stay positive and embrace the holiday season upon us. But you don't have to go to the extremes of five trees unless you want to meet or exceed Amanda Goodman. <laughs>